Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to yet again another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's interview, we're going to be joined by who, who I believe is going to be one of the top running backs in the class of 2025, uh, Tyron Martin. Tyron, thank you for coming on today, my guy. Seriously, it's been, I mean, I can't, I can't wait to learn a little bit more about you. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. Now, if you don't mind, you know, kind of talk just a little bit about yourself. You know, like where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football. You know, certain little details about yourself we may not know about you. Well, um, I'm from St. Louis, man. Uh, my brother played football um, just growing up around, you know, I didn't really have necessarily a football family like a lot of people. Uh, you know, I just I just grew up just liking sports. Um, I wrestled, ran track. You know, I still run track. Um, played baseball. You know, I, I I was just a sporty person, but it was just something about picking up football. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so every time I picked up a football, I just you know it was it was it was just a a great feeling. Um, yeah, so living in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis wasn't always like a, a football city. Um, you know, you got places like Atlanta, uh, Texas, those, those places are just big on football, but over, over the last couple of years, it's been really big on football. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I got into football. Um, yeah, my brother went to high school at Eureka. So you you know, I, I, I didn't really have a big football background. I got you. I got you. So let me ask you this. So, you know, when did you kind of really, you know, fall in love with the sport of football? Like when was kind of that moment for you when you realized, like, this is what you want to do, you know, for as long as you possibly can? Uh, It would probably be sixth grade year. Um, You know, I my mom gave basically gave me an ultimatum and she was just like, well, if you're not going to take this seriously, then, you know, why am I paying for it? taking you to practice every day because, you know, as a kid, you know, when, when you were working hard and, you know, you, you're doing a lot of things that you don't think is necessary, like conditioning and stuff like that. I wanted to quit all the time. You know, I just thought that, you know, we could just go to the games and uh, just play. And it wasn't that way. Like my little league coaches are just as hard as, you know, Coach and my new school. So, I always wanted to quit, and my mom, she just basically gave me an ultimatum, and I chose right. I mean, hey, I mean, it seems to be the right decision so far, so shout-out to your mom for, you know, keeping you in the sport. But um, yeah. so, so to Ryan, let me ask you, you know, when you did first start playing football, you know, what was your first position? Because, and I know everybody that, you know, that listens, and they always hear me say this, but I've had offensive linemen tell me they were quarterbacks. I've had quarterbacks tell me they were offensive linemen. So for you, you know, growing up, what was your first position that you actually played? Yeah, I watched the. Uh, I, I was listening to a couple of your podcasts. I heard that, but um, I actually played DN. Okay, okay. So they had you at DN. Yeah, in the in you. the sixth, I played DN. I got you. I got you. Now let me ask you this though. So you know, from playing. So how long did you actually play DN? Let me ask you that first. I played DN uh, from age four to six, because I played up. Uh, I played from no wait four. Four to ten, actually, I'm tripping. No, no, you good, you good, you good. So, so you know, from playing DN, right? You know, obviously, linemen, you know, the biggest thing for them is footwork, right? You know, technique and everything like that. So, being able to kind of establish, you know, certain techniques, certain footwork, and everything like that, you know, how did that kind of help you transition over to running back a little bit easier? Well, I think that 
I didn't I've never really got the footwork down for for being a DN, but uh I think that I kind of took on, on the aggressiveness from always, you know, being engaged with blockers, being engaged with the O line. Uh that's I I never really took away the footwork piece of it. I always took away the aggressiveness and like uh just the touching of the pads and stuff like that. So like now that I play running back, I'm not scared of contact. Got you. So it kind of helped you a little bit with your physicality, pretty much. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. And, you know, another thing I also wanted to ask you, Tarion, too, you said, you know, you're from East St. Louis, which they've produced a ton of talent, you know, most recently being five-star wide receiver Luther Burden. So, you know, let me ask you this, Tarion. I mean, if you had to, you know, say for me, because I don't really know too, too much about East St. Louis, you know, how would you describe, you know, East St. Louis football? Um, East St. Louis football is way bigger than just football. It, you know, it is just a lot of greats that come before me, Luther Miles, Paris, Brandon. It's just way it's it's just way too much history. Um when you go in the school, you know, you got people like Jackie Joanna Kersey, uh Kellen Winslow, you know, like people you don't even think would have went there. So, you know, the the trophy cases are just massive. Uh, you know, it it just the names go on and on and on and on and on. So East St. Louis football is basically, you know, everything that we do is for the city. Everything we do is for the people who paved the way before us. And, you know, I think that a lot of the reason why we win so much is because we're playing for those people who came before us. So the program, it just, it, I just think that it will, it'll, it will always be thriving regardless of who the coach is because of, you know, people who have came before us. Hey, I got you. Absolutely. And yeah, y'all definitely do have a really, you know, really deep and rich history in terms of football, football success at the next level. And, you know, Tarion, for you, you know, being able to play at such a young age, especially on a team like that, that competes nationally, because y'all played a pretty good, um, uh, God, the, the school out of Maryland. I don't know why I just completely went blank. St. Francis. Yeah, St. Francis, St. Francis. Y'all played them pretty much to open y'all season. So for you, you know, being able at such a young age and, you know, so young into your high school career, you know, how do you feel like that's kind of helped you develop too, being able to go up against some of the top competition in all of the nation, you know, let alone in practice every single day? Uh, man, that St. Francis game. Well, even before I played St. Francis, you know, we went out to California to play Bosco. You know, we played IMG. I think all of those games just pretty much, you know, like it prepared me for the next level. Um, You know, playing guys like Deshaun Womack or, uh, what's the dude name? Barry Alexander, like, you know, those are guys going pro for sure. So, um, you know, it kind of just molded me as a kid, like getting my ass beat over and over and over again and having to get back up. It just made me tougher, you know, let alone going to practice every day and my house smacking me, a, 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 you know, upside the head when I'm yeah. not working, you know, <laughs> as, as hard as I'm supposed to be. So, like those games really just prepare you for the next level. Like, so when you get to those big schools, you won't run from competition, you know? And I think that that's a big problem with kids who, who go to lower schools, not, you know, not, not pooping on them or anything, but you know, it, I'm going to be more prepared than a lot of other kids and I'm blessed for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're definitely playing at the highest level you can get, you know, in terms of high school football. So, 
uh, you know, anyway, trying a little bit more kind of going back to you. So, you know, going into high school, you know, if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about how, you know, some of the, you know, how you kind of translated, you know, going from middle school football to now you're playing for one of the best high school programs in the nation at East St. Louis. You know, how did that transition kind of go for you? You know, like the speed of the game, plays, everything like that. You know, how did that transition go for you? Um, well, I let me just start off with this. Uh, I started off at a predominantly white school um, from K through eighth grade. I got so you. The, the transition, the culture shock from a predominantly white school to now going to a, a historical black uh, high school, it was hard. Um, the first couple months I wanted to transfer. Um, you know, then going to practice and everything just being so much different. Uh, I didn't have friends. I didn't have, you know, I, I kind of had to feel fill everything out on my own. But uh, my coach, Coach Sunkett, he just, you know, he believed in me. You know, he wasn't, he's not one of those people that's going to pat you on the back and, you know, help you through everything. Uh, so I think that the transition from eighth grade to my freshman year really, made me become more of a young man uh, because, you know, I had to figure everything out on my own. You know, it would be times where I would come home to my mom and I would tell her that I I just couldn't do it, you know. Uh, you know, getting getting hit at practice. So it was just – it was a lot of hardships that I went through, but I'm, I'm really glad that I persevered because, you know, look where I'm at now, you know. Get, you know, it, it's just – it amazes me. Hey, absolutely. And to Ryan, seriously, man, like you talk way too dang mature for your age, because I think, you know, honestly, if people didn't know that you were a 2025 kid, they probably would think you're at least, you know, 2023 or you've already graduated. So it's, it's cool knowing that, you know, you still being a sophomore in high school, you've already realized you faced these hardships like you talked about, you've overcome them, you've used it to toughen you up and, you know, make you into the man and player you are today. And you know, since, you know, we're out of the way with your freshman year and everything like that, if you don't mind, you know, talk to us now about your senior or not senior year. Oh my lord! If you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about your sophomore year and how that went for you. My sophomore year, man, uh, I I think my sophomore year, it it uh, you know coming off a uh, loss in the state championship game, I really just had a chip on my shoulder. You know, I didn't have the same problems I had in the classroom last year. Um, you know, I started to make more friends, put myself out there a lot more. Uh, I built a lot more confidence. My off-season workouts were, were really intense. So I came in the sophomore year with a chip on my shoulder for, for sure. Um, you know, and I, I started to band more with my teammates, with my coaches. Uh, you know, I started watching a lot more football. Um, so, and, and, and another big thing is I, I really found touch with the Lord, um, I found touch with God. Actually, one of the girls that I talked to, uh, you know, she re she really brought me uh, closer to God. My grandfather brought me closer to God, and you know, praying every day really has 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 uh, made helped me find peace and also a lot of confidence. Like I didn't have a lot of confidence my freshman year. Um, confidence in football is everything. You know, when you're running down the sideline and there's somebody chasing you, do you feel like you're confident enough to outrun them? Or do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? So yeah, no, absolutely. I, I got that, you. That piece from 
freshman and sophomore year was one of the biggest is one of the biggest reasons why you know these uh, I believe and I hope so that these colleges look at me differently from sophomore year and freshman year. Hey, I got you absolutely. I loved how you talked a little bit about you know you building your relationship with God because obviously that's the most important thing you need in your life. So it's good that you were able to recognize that and you continue to work on that every single day and. I mean, hey, I mean, he I mean, he answered a lot of those prayers because, you know, you had a lot of blessings this year come your way in terms of, you know, offers. So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through how your first offer experience went, you know, who it was from, how you got it, you know, everything like that. Let us know about that. Well, uh, so, you know, in high school, uh, in the spring, you have like a period where, uh, you know, college coaches are all around the country. They're not doing anything, you know, at their schools. So they're at high schools, you know going to see their recruits in person um, and stuff like that. So, you know, every day it was just like, in my heart, I was just like, man, am I going to get an offer today? Like, you know, I had a decent freshman year. Like, is it, you know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, I didn't really know much about the recruiting process and, you know, what's real and what's fake. Uh, because, you know, a lot of my Little League friends were getting offers before me. And a lot of them aren't even playing football right now. That's crazy. So a lot of them, they're they're going down paths that, you know, it don't really make sense that they got offers, you know what I'm saying? And so I, that's where my head was at that point. Like, I was focused on, like, what other people had and not worrying about what I had going for myself, getting in the weight room, conditioning, getting my body back right. And, you know, one day uh, West Virginia came in, and I'm like, it, I was getting to a point where I was like, man, I'm not going to get off from it. I'm just forget talking about it because like a week before that, I had texted my coach and he 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 got on my butt about it because he was just like, why would you ask me that? You know, you everything is coming for you. You know, yeah. just trust us. You know what I'm saying? And little did I know a week later, West Virginia came in. Uh, and at, at, my, at my freshman age, I wasn't able to talk to him myself. But I knew, like, he was coming out of my coach's office. Uh, we were in the weight room. And he came out of my coach's office, and he shook my hand, and he winked at me. So I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, man. So, you know, my, my running back coach, he came out, and he was like, West Virginia just offered you. And I just broke down to my knees, started crying, and I prayed. Like, it was just that moment, like, and then I, you know, just spent that time with my team. Everything was just – it didn't feel real. Like, and then I got home. I was telling everybody. I posted it. Everybody commented, man. It, it, that first offer feeling was definitely one of the best feelings I've ever had. Hey, I got you. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, too. How would your family react when you told them you got that first offer? Well, my siblings reacted uh, how I – you know, like, they were excited for me. Um, my, my mom and my stepdad, they didn't – they don't really – they didn't really accept it because like, you know, like I said, everybody around me were getting offers that didn't really seem real because like, you know, like I said, the past that they're taking now, it's like, why would you even look at them as a football kid because of the things that they're doing now? Yeah. So they, and that I was in the same boat, you know, and then it took for them to really, really see what I had going on. Uh, they talked to my coaches about it. My coaches were telling them how real it was and stuff like that. 
So it was it was kind of rough not not seeing my mom uh, be excited for me in that moment. But I just had to understand that she didn't understand what was going on for real. And my stepdad, um, you know, he was kind of the same way, but he's kind of really hard nosed and he he only congratulates me when I do really big things and stuff like that. So I didn't really get much praise from him either. No, I got you, but it's still cool that your siblings are like really excited for, you know, the fact you were able to get that, you know, that first offer. And, you know, you've got a few other offers right now, you know, from Toledo and Miami of Ohio. So for you, you know, right now, have you received any type of other interest? Because, I mean, you did have a really good sophomore year. Yeah, uh, actually, um, I think last Wednesday, I was talking to Oregon State. Oh, uh, Coach shoot. Yeah, Coach AJ Stewart, I'm supposed to be getting back in touch with him this week uh, from Oregon State. Um, they actually just beat Oregon. That's hey, I, my school. So. Hey, I was about to say, you see how darn well they're able to run the football, though. I mean, they yeah. they ran. I mean, they run that football ton. I mean, they only they only had like I think sixteen total throwing attempts the entire game against Oregon. I mean, hey, and, and I I uh, I I am a Pac twelve guy. I do want to go Pac twelve. I'm not really big on SEC. Um, I mean, like it would be a blessing to get an SEC offer. Oh yeah, absolutely. A, a total blessing, but um. Pac-12, they really play backs my size. Like, I've accepted that I'm not going to be six foot, six foot one, six foot two. So, that's what the SEC likes. And, uh, you know, if a coach really shows interest in me, then it would be different. But Pac-12 is really where I'm leaning right now. Hey, you know what? You do what you feel is going to be best. And at the same time, don't worry about the SEC and all their standards because at the same time, you know, my team right now, TCU, I'm in – Dude, we right. don't have the same five star, you know, on every single position. I mean, I mean, look at A and M for example. And yes, A and M fans, y'all can cry a little bit harder. You know, you can spend thirty million dollars on recruiting, and ain't gonna do you no good. Get those six foot two running backs and everything. And that's why I like talking to guys like you, Tarion, because y'all get so underrated simply because they see one number, and that's your height. They see one number, they see your weight, and they just automatically assume this kid's not gonna be anything. But then you got guys like Darren Sproles, right? He took the hard route, went to Kansas State back when they were horrible, and, you know, built himself a good NFL career. I mean, borderline Hall of Fame running back. So, but no, definitely, right. definitely though. And there's another school, I won't lie to you, there's another school down here uh, in Texas. It's called TCU. You know, if you do get an offer, hey, just entertain it. I'm telling you, what, Dy- what Coach Dykes and them are doing out here is amazing. I mean, heck, I'll help you out in any way I can. But um, but no, seriously, Tyrion, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, but no, I just want to now. No, I also want to ask you a little bit too, you know, about your sophomore year because y'all just wrapped up y'all season and y'all ended it on a pretty darn good note. So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through how y- y'all's postseason actually went. Um, uh, the playoffs was a really uh, it was a good experience. Um, you know, coming into the playoffs, we knew that it wasn't it was going to be uh it was going to be real bumpy. Uh, the weather complications and, you know, injuries and stuff like that. We knew that it was going to be hard uh, and we knew that we were going to have to band together. Uh, so I, I really just give big shout outs to my coach, Coach Sunkett, and, you know, my, my massive O-line. Like you, I'm sure everybody knows Miles McVay, Brandon Henderson, and Paris Patterson. Uh, but what people – what people don't see uh, also is uh, my center and my right guard, 
Um, you know, nothing would be possible without all five of those guys. Um, so I really give thanks to them. And, you know, going through the playoffs, uh, I think that that was a time where uh, I think I've I've been closer to a group of men. Like, I've never been that close to a group of people ever in my life. Uh, th- we text every day. We, we play the game with each other. Uh, practice fun every day, great laughs, but also, you know, we, we, we sweating our asses off. Uh, you know, it's just, it was just a great group of guys that I just finished uh, playing with. And, you know, we, we ended up getting the job done and God blessed us to do it in the fashion that we did to shut up all the haters because at the beginning of the year, people didn't believe in us. Oh, we, we don't have the receivers. Our quarterback is trash. Our quarterback is this. But I feel like we really, we really rose, rose to the challenge, and you know we took on the adversity because if you if you remember, we almost lost that Vermont game. We were down 14-0 first quarter, but, but you know I went over to my guys and I just told them I didn't want that to be the end. You know I, I wanted all the seniors to <clears throat> go out with a bang, man. Uh, it was Jalen McKenzie's senior season. I know you probably don't know who Jalen McKenzie is. But uh, you know he was uh, he was going he was coming into the program in 2019, um, and his life was uh, cut short by gun violence. Um, man, he he was one of I never knew him myself, but if you go watch his highlights, you can tell that man had a bright future. Uh, it's actually his birthday tomorrow. We're having a parade for him. But you know I told my guys that we we you know we wasn't we weren't going down. Um, he would he wouldn't want us to go out like that. Yeah, and no, absolutely. We, we arose to the challenge and we came back from a 14-0 lead. And you know, a lot of people will say that it's all me having 350 rushing yards and four touchdowns in that game, but you know, it wouldn't have been possible without the motivation from my teammates and you know everybody else around me. Man, you've got to be one of the most humble running backs I have legit ever listened to. I mean, seriously, you talking about, oh, I put up, you know, casual 300-something rushing yards and four touchdowns, but you're over here thanking your O-line for what they're doing for you, talking a little bit about, you know, one of your fallen teammates. I mean, seriously, man, the maturity you've got right now, and I think any coaches that are listening right now, I think you might be getting about 15 different co- uh, phone calls after this. So, but, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, to Ryan, see, that's cool, man. I'm glad that you were able to talk a little bit about, you know, your fallen teammate story and about, you know, and it's, and it's really sad because we've seen that with a lot of programs, you know, St. Francis, they had two guys, you know, I think it was Lamar Patterson. And then, um, I can't, I no disrespect. I don't remember the other kid's name, but they both were, you know, about to go D1, be up to the level. And I know exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. You uh, tell me his name again. I remember hearing about him, but. Okay, I got you. And I mean, it's 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 truly sad. And hopefully, you know, things start to, you know, get figured out because, I mean, this stuff needs to stop seriously. So, but no, it's cool. I mean, y'all finished the season out with the bank. You like you talked about, you let the seniors, you know, their final game ever be y'all winning the state championship. So. Obviously, Terrain, the future is really bright for you, man. And I just have a few more questions before we do start to wrap things up. But um, the first one I want to ask you is, is you know, whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, what player's play style do you feel like you resemble the most and why? What player do I resemble the most? Um, NFL player, I'll just go, you know, I'll do college and NFL. But um, I think my game – I, I resemble the most in the NFL is definitely 
Tony Pollard from Dallas. Um, you know, the way the way that he's able to manipulate defenders is 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 crazy. Catch the ball out the backfield, set his blocks up, you know what I'm saying? Um college football, I would probably say uh, I'm not at Deuce Vaughn level yet. I'm not I'm not there yet. I don't have <laughs> gotcha. I don't have the shake and bake that he have, but you know, if you go back to LSU and uh, I believe that was 2020, 20, 2019, I would compare myself oh, to Clyde. Clyde. Hey, I, I respect that out of you because you know you 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 know you're talking about some of the smaller guys out there, and you know Deuce. I've got some rough emotions for him this week, but you know Deuce is an absolutely <laughs> amazing running back. Don't get me wrong; he's absolutely fantastic. And then Clyde, I mean, he's doing his thing with the Chiefs. I mean, I like that. So, so would you say you're kind of a receiving back as well? Like you're able to get it out of the backfield. Man, God has blessed me with all of the abilities. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm great at all of them, but I do believe that He's blessed me to do everything. Um, it's it's not one thing that I feel like I can't do right now. Hey, I got you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, a little bit, he talked about Tony Pollard, right? And Tony Pollard's running back coach at Memphis is currently the running back coach at TCU. So just throwing it out there once again. <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to recruit you. I know we can't be doing that, but I'm just saying, just saying, throwing it out there. But uh, no, Torian. And then, you know, finally, the one final question I do want to ask you is, and I try to ask everybody this just so I can kind of get a feel for you. Um, you know, right before game time, you're chilling in the locker room, got your headphones on, AirPods in, or you got the aux to the team speaker if you got good music taste. Um, what is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Oh, that's a hard one. Okay. I, I got it. I got to hear this, man. I've heard it from Cali guys. I've heard it from Florida guys. Now I got to hear it from y'all. Um, I think. Uh... My go-to songs, I mean, cause I'm, I'm kind of old school. I don't really listen to, uh, the the newer stuff. But I I grew up listening to uh, Nipsey Hustle, so okay, I yeah, I like Nipsey. Um, but I I I, I gotta throw in 1942 uh, by Meek Mill. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just glad you didn't say dreams and nightmares like everybody else when you talk about ah. Meek. So <laughs> I'll give you props for that one. Seriously. Hey, you got good music taste. So, hey, won't judge you on that. I've heard some guys got some definitely questionable music taste. And I've gotten Katy Perry a few times. But um, yeah, that's, that was, that was, <laughs> yeah, it's hey, it's hey, it's just I guess that's what works for him the best. But um, to Ryan, man, seriously, this was an absolute blast. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview, Make sure to go show my guy, uh, Ryan some love as well. I'm going to leave all of his socials, links, everything like that. I'm going to leave it down below in the description of today's episode. Ryan, is there anything you want to say before we head out, man? Man, I just want to tell, uh, you know, all the kids out there who who feel like they are undersized, uh, who who feel like they're being overlooked, you know, just, just believe in God and believe in yourself, um, you know, it, you shouldn't be measured by anything but your heart and your faith. Um, <clears throat> you can do anything you, you set your mind to. That that saying is real. Um, it's I know it's a lot of things that people think that they can't do, and all you have to do is start talking to the man above, man. I'm, I'm telling you, he boosts your confidence. Each and every day I wake up and I pray and I ask him to to guide me through the day to protect me through the day, through all of these things that are going on. 
Um, and the last thing I want to say is just stay safe and continue to be who you are. Hey, I love that. Absolutely. I love that, man. Shout out to you, Tarion, seriously, for talking a little bit about, you know, your beliefs, because I'm, I'm the same boat. You know, all glory goes to God because we wouldn't be in the position we're in today without him and his mercy. So thank you, Tarion, for coming on. Seriously, man, I look forward to working with you here in the future. I'm definitely going to have to. And um, once again, seriously, shout out to you. And hey, I can't wait to see what you do here in the future at St. East St. Louis and when you go to college. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would like if you uh you uh put that word in for TCU because I actually I like TCU. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just saying, if you're feeling froggy, then jump. I've got you. Hey, <laughs> you're feeling froggy, I got you. So, but not seriously, Tarion, man. It's been a blast. And I look forward to talking to you here in the future. All right, bet.